Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I... Uh... I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to the Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. This is Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Jared Saltzlamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Being recruited by a team. All right? I find this really interesting, and the reason I... As we sit here, immediately thought of you. I thought of that situation was because Aaron Judge went to the Giants, went to San Francisco, you know, and now he's going to get the name up on the Jumbotron. He's going to, you know, get all the, the bells and whistles. And you had that experience with the Dodgers, right? Correct? Uh, I mean, no. not the – no? You went to the I Dodgers. mean, yes. I went to the Dodgers for like three hours, but that was just to like – them to find out what kind of guy I was, I think. Yeah, Aaron Judge well. is different. Everybody's trying to, like, sell him, like, hey, look at how nice our stuff is. Look at how much money we'll give you. I've never had anything like that. That's, like, real recruiting. Like, hey, we'll give you this, too. Mine was just, like, my recruiting was, like, only one team, and it was, like, hey, this is what we're going to do to make you better. This is what you do that's really good. Uh, this is why we'd like you to play here. Um and then, you know, weeks, 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 weeks go by. It's like, and then you get an offer. Um, okay. So that, I only had one experience. And that's just because I was local. Like, they would probably never do it. Like, if I was out of town, they're not going to fly me in. But that's still recruiting. I mean. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah, not I guess like. So. You didn't get like the, you didn't get like the blue chips duffel bag of cash. But still, it's. Yeah. Yeah, it's I still, guess it's recruiting. But I'm assuming like the judge thing, like when Harper was flying around, like that's real recruiting. Have you like, ever talked you to out, put you in a nice hotel? Have you ever talked to anybody like about that? Like, like being recruited? No, I think it's kind of outdated and cheesy, honestly. Really? Like that kind of recruiting. Like that's what college kids like. Big leaguers are just like, Hey, is your team good? Hey, you have good family. Hey, uh, is money the same as I'm going to offer someone else? Unless you have a great offer. Like that's not going to change really anyone's mind. I don't think when you're that kind of free agent because you know what you're supposed to get. So it's like, Hey, now show me what, what other extracurricular things you guys have. Can I go take a, can I, do you have like a, do you have a nice bed? I can sleep somewhere. I don't know. Just like little things. Cause everyone, everyone's gonna be similar with money for Aaron judge type player. Well, there's nothing that they're going to show you to be like, Oh, well, you know what I mean? There's no differences. Another part of it though is, is I think that, and I always bring this up with the John Lester situation, like John Lester, 
just wanted to stay in Boston. He gets traded the year that you get traded to the Red Sox. He gets traded to yeah, Oakland. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he sees, wait a second, there's a light, there's a world outside of here. It's like it's yeah. what probably Bogarts or these guys are going through now, which is yeah. it's it's nice to be wanted, right? I mean, it's it's what and you've yeah, yeah. probably when you went from St. Louis to Boston, it was, hey, you know what, this is there is a world outside this one world that I know. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. Like uh especially if you're a good ass player on a crappy team and like you've been there for six years, you know, like where you get zero fans, like that free agency is probably wild. Like this is what real major league baseball looks like. You probably are like me. I got a chance to play for real major league baseball looks like my whole career. So getting recruited, like if you were by a team that's has a lot of money, but has not been a perennial powerhouse, like the planes are going to be crappier. You know, their, their stuff's going to be outdated. Like, like it's not like there's you can't show me something that I haven't already came from, which going to make me sell like a selling point. Like, ooh, I want to play here, but like if you came from like I don't know someone who's outdated, like the Pirates or someone like that, and you went to a team that knows all this stuff, you're like, oh my god, I thought I was in the big leagues, but no, this is the actual big leagues. Like, you know, we got the best chef in the in the state. We got the best you know, um, you know, training room in the state. Like everything's like, you know, nicer, bigger, better. Like that's something that would be a major factor. Like Aaron judge came from the big leagues, the big leagues. Like, you know, the Yankees have the best food. They bring in like Brazilian steakhouses to come cut it on your plate. Like, so like, there's no, there's nothing that a team's going to show them that Aaron judge hasn't seen. So ultimately it's like, all right, well, what do you do for family? Um, what do you do to give me my alone time? Uh, can I not talk? Can I talk to less media here? You know, probably cause he's probably tired of sick of, you know, being a microphone. You know, wherever you feel more comfortable, um, what, what can you do for me on that aspect? Because money's going to be the same. But you're not going to, like, have a bell and whistle and be like, oh, look what we have. This is new technology. He's like, I just had that. So his is definitely a lot different um, in that aspect. But, you know, ultimately, yeah. whatever you ask for, he'll get. Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, I, I just find it. And with it, I just have exa- – and you're right, because I look at it, and, and it's probably outdated. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Congratulations. Definitely outdated. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, – It's stupid. You- it's like, what? We're grown men. Like, you can't, like, ooh and ah me like I'm fucking an 18-year-old kid. Like, here, Coach K. I'm like, I'm Coach K. Come play for me. And they're like, yeah, he's the, he's the man. He's the best I've ever seen. Like, yeah, that works. Hey, I'm Nick Saban. Come play for me. And kids are, like, shaking, like, oh, yeah, my parents – like, what are you trying to tell a 30-year-old, like, that he doesn't already know about this world? Like, that's almost like the recruiting might honestly hurt their chances, honestly, where they get to, like, talk to people and, like, have a conversation outside of baseball. It's like, hey, we got this. They're like, you, you come out of that meeting going, like, these guys are fucking dorks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and he's already got money, so it's not like you're going to show, like, it's, I would be skeptical on going on recruiting trips. Like, I would, if I was an organization, be like, hey, we're known for being the best. Let's not even recruit. That's it. Because you almost look desperate. Like, uh, get out of here. Like a desperate girlfriend. Like clingy. Uh, you don't. You don't. You don't think saying the boss. Uh, whatever, no. You don't think that like so and so team. Uh, matter of fact, now we're talking about this. Recruiting's fucking whack. Oh, good. It's cheesy. Let's go. It's corny. Okay. I mean, yeah. let's let's go. I'm fine. Let's, I mean, I haven't seen you passionate about it at something like this since Taco Bell. No, let's go. Recruiting. Recruiting is definitely. I'm out. I'm off recruiting. You're out. <laughs> yeah. Nick Saban doesn't go to people's doors. You just want to go play for Nick Saban. Yeah, but they, he has his assistants go to people's doors. Yeah, exactly. 
hey, you want to play for round 11? Yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah, Aaron Judge doesn't need to be recruited. I'm trying to think of who you played with, like teammates. And honestly, I wouldn't even want to go. Like, take my time, waste my time. Like, why would I want to go around the holidays? Like, I got shit to do. Like, why would I want to fly all the way out there? Like, he – and, I mean, Giants make sense because he's from there. But, like, if you, like, if you had to fly across somewhere, like, no, get out of here. I got kids. I guess he doesn't have kids. Right. I don't know. I'm off of it. No, I, I hear you. I mean, it's. I will say this. It's different if, you're like, you're coming from Japan. Yeah. So. I guess so. I, I just want to put that asterisk up there. So, it's – but I, I agree. I mean, I agree. As as someone who uh, loved the art of recruiting for high school basketball, um, I I can tell you it's hey, listen, either you're good or you're not. True. All right, you can hear Joe sort of getting going, getting momentum in that, getting momentum in his thoughts, getting momentum in his uh, take, his opinion of it, and raises a lot of good points. I mean, th- th- we can't forget this is usually going to come down to. What is the best money? What is the best deal? And, you know, I think that our team's going to win all of that in area. Obviously, with Aaron Judge, he's from that area, so it might mean something. That's why I think the conversation's even open. All right, well, with John Lester, John Lester was an interesting case because John Lester was a guy who just wanted to stay with the Red Sox, and we all know sort of the Red Sox botched the negotiations, uh, a fact the owner five years later had actually admitted. So they botched the negotiations. They had the chance to keep him. But once he saw the outside world first with Oakland, then he was open to listening to teams. Now, then you get into the recruiting of it. So you get into recruiting. As he points out, the Red Sox idea of recruiting him was sort of, you know, the sad trombone, to be perfectly honest with you compared to some of these other teams, compared to what the Cubs ended up doing. Sometimes you have to hit the sweet spot. Now, we can't forget, when it comes to Lester, much like all these other guys, he got a better deal with the Cubs. If it was the same as the Red Sox, probably would have stayed, probably wouldn't have went back to the Red Sox, but he didn't. But the Cubs, they not only put their best foot forward in return to the recruiting, but they put their best foot forward in terms of the money. But, you know, so I think that the, the biggest thing here is – is after listening to Kelly, after listening to Lester, you're going to say recruiting, it's a nice complimentary thing, but it's not the be-all, end-all. It's also, when we hear about Steph Curry calling an Aaron Judge, you know, that's something. You go back to when the Boston-centric thing, the Celtics were recruiting Kevin Durant, and they card out Tom Brady. All right, it's a nice thing. It's a nice thing, but he didn't go there. You know why? Because the deal wasn't as good. So anyway, I hope this offer sheds some light on the whole recruiting thing. I thought it was worth it. Keep subscribing, keep rating, keep leaving the nice reviews. But before you go, before you go, after the Kelly interview, after that conversation, and you can listen to the whole Joe Kelly holiday spectacular, of course, I want to give you this conversation I had with John Lester, not only regarding the recruiting, not only regarding changing teams, but also just the mindset of signing a deal with a team. All right. We'll uh, we'll we'll keep him coming. All right, here's John Lester. Ask you straight out. Back in 2013, when you win, did you feel like you were going to be a Red Sox for life? I I, I always thought that. Um, you know, even in 14, when when you know things kind of broke down in spring training, you know, I thought that 
you know, something would happen to where we would just kind of magically work it out. Um, you know, and to be honest, like when I got traded out to Oakland, I thought, you know, okay, I'll just, you know, it's a little vacation for two months and, and I'll be right back, uh, come the off season. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely when, when you, when you sign a, you know, deal when you're young and then, you know, you have a chance to, to get close to free agency, you know, it's not really something I wanted to do. Um, you know, like in 13, you know, I wanted them to pick up my option and, and we'll figure it out and, and, you know, kind of go from there and, and, you know, kind of just plan for me to just ride off in the sunset as a Red Sox in, in six years or five years or seven years, whatever deal we come up with. Um, but, you know, and then, you, you know, things happen, business, business happens. And, you know, I got traded and, and realized that, you know, I can do this in, in another place and kind of opened my eyes to, you know, the opportunities that, that were out there for me come free agency. So like you said, if you, and you know, I've, I've said this, but I, I believe it. I think it's true. If you don't go to Oakland, it's a different story when you hit the off season. Right. I mean, you, you see, you see that there's life outside Boston. Yeah. I mean, I think so. I mean, I think if, if you stay, if you stay with the Red Sox and then, and finish, and then, you know, you get into free agency, if that's all, you know, then you're, you're always going to kind of go back to that. Um, you know, not to say that the decision would have been any different. Um, not to say that, you know, I would have come back as a Red Sox. I don't know. But, you know, going out there, like I said, definitely opens your mind and, and opens your, your eyes and, and ears to everything that, that's going on. And, and, you know, a whole new philosophy, a whole new coaching staff, whole new everything. And, you know, like I said, you realize that you can, you can still perform when you're uncomfortable. Um, and, you know, that, you know, definitely, I don't want to say helped me, but it, it kind of eased my mind going into free agency that if we did decide to go somewhere else, that I would be okay, or we would be okay doing it. When you go to that off season heading after 2014 and um, the Red Sox, obviously they loop back, they show interest, they're in it. Um, and then they come the Cubs. I think the Giants were in it too, right? I mean, uh, but with the Red Sox, didn't you? Did you go to John Henry's house? Is that? Do I remember that right? No, they they came here. Okay, that's right. Okay. Yeah, the, it was it was John, Larry, Ben. Um, I'm missing somebody. I don't remember if Tom. I think Tom was here. Um, that's a lot. That's you know. That's here they come. Yeah. But yeah, what, I mean, it, it was it was like getting the band back together. You know, like it was everybody and and. <laughs> You know, it was a great meeting. I mean, it was. It really was a great meeting. And, you know, at that time, there were still a lot of questions about, you know, where the Red Sox were going, um, you know, coming off a losing season in 14. And so, I mean, it, it, it was interesting. It was it was kind of, kind of cool to see the other side. You know, you have conversations with those guys, you know, most of the time individually. Um, but they're not really like business conversations. You know, they're, they're, hey, how's the family? How's, you know, this or whatever. So to actually sit down and, and listen to them, you know, kind of do this business proposal uh, per se was, I mean, it was interesting for me, you know, especially being, being there for so long and never really hearing that side of it. Mm. Um, you know, so it was pretty cool. I mean, it, it was a great meeting. Like I said, they were all great meetings that, that I had. Uh, the Giants guys were awesome. You know, when they came in, uh, Buster Posey came and, and his wife and uh, that was, that was awesome. Um, 
it was just a, it was a cool experience all the way around. What was the? Uh, I know that you you were close with Theo and Jed, and but was there was there something besides relationships? Like obviously you said, like the Red Sox put it together a good a presentation. The Giants do as well, and it's all good and well that you have this relationship with Theo and Jed. But was there something that like that sort of clicked with them besides the contract? Obviously, they give you a good contract, but there was something that that like something that they said that was like. Yeah, that's that's the thing right there. Well, so they were the only ones that we went to. Like we went up to Chicago and and saw, you know, the 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 insides of Wrigley. They were doing some renovations and uh, you know, saw their saw their proposal as opposed to them bringing the proposal to me. So it was a little bit different. You know, I got to watch a lot of, you know, hype video on, you know, the Chris Bryants and the Hobby Biases and the Schwarbers and and so forth and all those young guys. And, you know, I think, I think if they come here, it's a, it's a whole different vibe than going there. Um, I think the biggest thing, there was two things that stood out to me and I've, I've mentioned this before, but one was, you know, kind of Theo's cockiness about these young guys that they drafted and how they were going to come up and they were going to contribute and they were going to be, you know, this type of player and, and whatever. And then, you know, the other thing I always kept going back to is like, well, if, if we go to Chicago and we do this, like we win, we beat, we, we break the curse. Like that's, you know, that's like storybook ending stuff. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy if we're able to do it. So I always kept coming back to that. Like, I think I said yesterday, you know, I don't feel like I missed out on the Oh four. Cause I was nowhere close to being ready to be a big leaguer by any, any means. Um, but like, I feel like I missed out. You know what I mean? Like, I've got to watch those guys do that. And that was so cool because being a part of the organization was awesome. And you got to experience that as a Red Sox, you know, per se. Um, so I kept always coming back to that. I'm like, man, those guys got to do it. Like, I wonder if, I wonder if we could do it. You know, I wonder if, if I go there with all these young guys, you know, then having Riz and having other, you know, these other guys that are there and other moves that they had made. Like, I wonder if we could do it. So it always kind of came, came back in my mind. Um, so those were probably the two things um, for me that, that really kind of kept, kept bringing my mind back to, to the Cubs. So looping back to the Red Sox, when those guys come to your house, um, what was their – like, so they can't sell like, hey, you can win for the first time. You just won, right? Yeah, yeah. So- what was their what? In, you know, they're going to give you money. They're going to give you years. What was their selling? Was there anything unique about that you remember about their sort of proposal? Well, I think you know they, they tried to they tried to use the you know the nostalgia of it. You know, being a Red Sox. You know, they're like even though it's for two months in Oakland, you're still be a Red Sox. Um, you know, they showed they had this book um, that I think I still have somewhere that you know was all these pictures and and like kind of their breakdown of stuff. And then at the end, the last picture was my number up on the, on the deal, the Budweiser deck in right field, you know, being retired up there. So, you know, that was cool, you know, cause I never really thought about that. Um, you know, so that was unique, you know, it, it, it's just, it's the comfort, you know, like I said, it's the nostalgia, it's the, you know, you want to come back. It's, it's the, I know where spring training is. I know, sorry. You know, I I know where everything's at. I know what I need to do. I know how to prepare the coaching staff is is great or what, you know, medical, all that stuff. So there's a lot of comfort there. It's just, 
you know, just a matter of, do you want to stay comfortable or do you want to, um, you know, take a leap to the, to the unknown? I want to come back to the, you signed an extension with the Red Sox and, you know, in obviously because you like security, you, you think this is a good, good deal for me. I'm going to sign an extension, but did it. Euclid did it. I go down the list. Now we, we talk about this all the, all the time. John, like with, with players. Now we're talking about with Devers. We talked about with Mookie. We talked about with Xander. Do you think the mindset of players have changed in that respect uh, in terms of, uh, and everyone looks at this different about, you know, teams coming in and say, hey, you want to get this extension? Like we talked with Beckett, right? Beckett, yeah. remember Beckett was like, hey, they came, walked out to me when I had a five ERA and said, do you want to sign an extension? Um, do you think this has changed in baseball? Because it seems like guys, more guys are sort of, betting on themselves. Maybe I'm wrong, but. Yeah. I mean, I think a little bit has changed. I think the biggest thing that, that I've noticed just over the years is these young guys are so more are so much more educated in the game, in their stats, what makes them good, what compares them to other guys that make X, you know? So like they know at year two, what their projection level is, right? Like, I barely knew how the system worked when I got called up. You know what I mean? Like, wait, wait a second. I don't, I don't get a raise because I had a good year last year. Like, I, I still make big league minimum. Like, that's what I meant. You know, so like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being, you know, sarcastic with that. But it, it, you, these kids come in and, they, like I said, they know, like, they know their WAR, they know their XFIP and what that actually means, and their Sierra and all this other stuff. So they know how to make themselves better and they know how to improve and they know, okay, the team comes to me with a seven or a, let's just say a five-year deal with three team options that is only this AAV. Like they look at that like, no, what are you doing? Like that's not even close to what my value is. And, you know, I think they understand the free agent value and like being controllable value as well. Um you know, you still have guys that sign deals, which I'm a big believer in if it's a fair deal. You know, like you can always look at guys that sign deals when they're young and go and and after the deals, you know, halfway through or three quarters of the way through, go, man, he signed a terrible deal because look, look how he played. Well, but also you got to look at it this way. Like, would he have played that well if he didn't have that security? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like I, I use Anthony Rizzo as an example. Anthony Rizzo is a guy that, that really likes stability, you know? So he signs that extension with the Cubs when he's young. Now he can just go play. He doesn't have to worry about arbitration or, or anything like that. Or the, are they going to lock me up? Are they going to offer me this or whatever? He just goes and plays for six years or whatever. He's willing to give up, you know, a year or two of free agency for that comfort, comfortability, you know, like, so there's certain guys that, that need it. There's certain guys that don't care. I mean, you look at like Pat. Pat, Pat was willing, hey, I'm going year to year. I'm going to maximize everything I can. You know, like that's Pat. I couldn't do that. Like I, I, that's not my personality. I like the stability of it. So to go back to your question, I think not only are the agents educating players better, I think the players are educating themselves better in, in fair value. Um, you know, and I think still there's some teams out there that try to um, to try to get guys, you know, for really team friendly deals. And 
at the same, like, I don't argue with them for it. Like, why wouldn't you? Like, why wouldn't you try to lock somebody up, like throw, you know, a few million dollars at them and go, hey, you know, here's a little carrot. You want it? Um, and if they say yes, it's great for it's great for both sides. I mean, you've just you just set your family up for the rest of their lives, you, you know, and now you can just go play. And in a certain amount of time, hopefully you get another chance at, at an even bigger contract, you know. So um, I think that's the biggest thing is guys are just way more educated. You know, like you see it more guys. Guys are just are crazy when it comes to to all the stats and, and what they what they need to do to, to be better at. 